Welcome to the Deep Dive Report. I'm your host, Ryan Smith. We are back and ready to talk football again. Uh, we just went through week six. Um, I would say less COVID drama and issues this go around than uh, the prior week. But joining me, I have uh, Mike Karen, Mike Hayward, and also DeWitt Fiala. So we're going to go through week six and quickly uh, preview week seven as well. So i like to at least dedicate this first segment to all the fanboys out there. Um, it's a running joke uh, with Mr. Mike Curran, who we're going to start first since his Buffalo Bills uh, came off of a fresh loss last night. So we're going to quickly go around, get an update from everyone that actually watched the games, um, who, you know, teams or players they were following. Um, but, Mr. Curran, before we start about your Buffalo Bills, or at least – Josh Allen. Hey, it's not my bills. It's oh, bills. Okay, so as you see, okay, all right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for real estate in the Carolina area. So okay, okay, all right. Well, be my Panthers soon enough. Okay, well, oh, <laughs> before we start on uh, the team that you res- the team of the city that you reside in, first give us a weather update yes, on Buffalo. Yes. It's 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 getting the getting to be well as you could if anybody watched the game yesterday, it's getting to be shitty. Um. Like we had the the constant like drizzle rain yesterday, and now it's just kind of cold and dreary, and everything looks like it's dying. Typical fall, but uh, hoodie weather, we're good. Okay, and you know, Bills played the Kansas City Chiefs. We figured it would either be a shootout of some sort, but we did not expect for Kansas City to have what close to two hundred yards rushing last night. So, any hot take there for you? I mean, word around the campfire is uh, Sean McDermott. It was pleased with the fact that um, they held Patrick Mahomes in check and were just, you know, they were okay giving up the run in order to not get beat, you know, for like 50, 60 points. But the death by a thousand cuts is not really, it's not ideal. They had the ball for seven minutes in the second half. Um, They, that defense has no hope. There's no answers for it unless they can pull off like a Geno Atkins slash Carlos Dunlap trade in the next week or so. The I mean, they they got the uh, the league slump busters next week with the Jets, and then they're about to get housed by New England. I mean, to the point where Bill Belichick can just hand over his entire game plan, you know, in, in reverse Belichick fashion, and uh, still rock the Bills for about 40 points. So that's going to be that ugly. Point- to that point, Mike, I have a follow-up question for you. What I'm sure a lot of people would want to know, considering how good the defense was last year and how they were touted coming into this year, what the difference is. Is it is it personnel? Is it schematic? Uh, you know, what what's the difference between how the defense has been playing this year compared to last year? It looks like we have uh, guys that, that lost step in the secondary between uh, Poyer and Hyde, mostly Hyde, I think. I don't know if he's dealing with an injury or he's just kind of not what he's been the last few years, not to mention the second cornerback spot that that that's an issue. And then losing Starlet to really hurt in the middle. So now you have nobody on that defensive line that can heat up two people. So it's, you know, they're rushing four, and every offensive lineman's like, okay, you know, body on a body. And we got one left over. Um, they're just blowing people off the line. Tremaine Edmonds is thinking too much. He's, he's playing slow. He doesn't, he doesn't have the instincts for the position. He's still only 22, but like there, there's a reason a freak like that was drafted behind Roquan Smith because Roquan was the more instinctive linebacker, and this is just the freakish prospect or in project. So he's not getting it yet. 
Milano's out. But, I mean, it comes down to the defensive line. There's there's no way I can get a pass rush. Jerry Hughes is spent. Um, Ed Oliver, he might need a big-ass body next to him to even be remotely effective. But now he's not getting the pass rush. All you have is the, the little defensive tackle that can't remain stout in the run game. And it, there, there's nothing they can do. They're just going to get pushed around the rest of the year. I would also add the run game too. Like Zach Moss is hurt. Oh yeah. Devin Singletary. Yeah. Eh. You know, I know Bill tried to get Le'Veon Bell, but he said no ultimately from what I've That's read. That's why they tried to get Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> they, they they recognized there was a problem. The offensive line's not is there's no reason they should be worse. They're not they're they're not playing as physically as they usually do or or have, I should say, in, in the last couple of years. Um, you know, and again, the you know, they started out with the Josh Allen passing yards, but man, that's the only, he's the only, him and Diggs are the only bright spots on the team right now. And if, if that can't, if, if they can't start just outscoring teams or at least putting up, a, you know, a couple scores in the first quarter, first quarter and a half to really put the, the pressure on the other offense, it, it's going to be trouble. Well, John Brown's they, so hurt, they, right? They, or did he play? The John, yeah. He, he played, but he was yeah. not he, he noticeably limping. He had a few drops and he could probably, between the rain and if your leg is half falling off, it's hard to concentrate on, on catching the football. All right. One last Bills follow-up question, and then we'll move on to, to the other teams. But, all right, you're missing Josh Allen, right? We talked about the defense. We talked about the run game. First four games, Bills 4-0, Josh Allen for MVP. Last two games, Bills 0-2. Completion percentage has went down dramatically. So, you being a Josh Allen supporter, give yeah. us your take on what is it? Josh Allen MVP or Josh Allen struggles against good teams. So which it was never Josh Allen MVP for me. It was it was he's good, and it was I I mentioned on this podcast a few times. He's not seventy percent good. We we know that's not who he is. But what's happening now is teams are playing cover two, saying okay, we're going to give you the underneath stuff, and with those, they're giving the Bills fresh easy run looks, and they can't capitalize. So why would a a, a safety creep up into the box and, and really open up the downfield passing game. And now if you're talking about someone like Josh Allen, who he's, he, he's very good in a lot of ways, but if there's one thing you want him to do, it's to complete 12 play passing drives consistently. Crossers, because like at some point, things like Shiloh Crossers give him problems, you know, you, <laughs> at some you, point he's going to misfire and then, yeah. you know, and it's a punt. There you go. Right, so, then it's a yeah, punt. Every- it's funny. It's funny. He's he, he's the kind of quarterback you're terrified of him when he's nine yards behind the line of scrimmage, streaking toward the sideline, and yep. he wings one out there, and it's complete for 28 yards. How the hell did he do it? I don't know. He's but, the best third down but, quarterback in the league. Right, well, maybe but, second but, best in Mahomes. So but but, right. but a but a nine yard drag across the middle, he misfires on some of those on third. You would rather give him that on third down than drive him out of the pocket. But it's just well, it's not. It's just the repetitive, the, the repetitive nature of having to complete so many short passes and having that timing and everything like that. That's not who he is. He's he's a a gamer. He's he's more of a improv quarterback, and it, you're, you're kind of making him play left-handed. He can do it. He's won games like that, but it's if against a good team, it's it's not likely to work out well. I guess the dog agrees with you, but uh, <laughs> but no, I mean I'll say I got, this. I got, I got... I got 20 years of Bills fans telling me that those timing routes and drags and accuracy are the easiest thing in the world for a quarterback to do. <laughs> well, I mean, Mike calls it a third down, best you know, 
but next to Mahomes, best third down quarterback in the league. I, I I think it's more of to your point, DeWitt, when he rolls out, and I've shared this with Mike in the chat. I think when as soon as Allen rolls out, he's dangerous. He's lethal with his big body. He can run you over. He can also make a, a, a nice pass you know, over the middle of the field or wherever. It's the simple drop back is where I still see Allen having the issue. You guys, you guys ever he's, seen he's, he's, he's doing that fine too. I mean, they have, they're, they have the best third down percentage in the league. It's it's just, a, again, the, the having to do the repeated 12 play drive, especially when all of a sudden your defense can't get off the field. So you're, you're coming back in the game cold. You've been sitting on the bench for, you know, he can't play like Drew Brees. He, he can't, you're no, saying he can't, he can't play like Drew Brees. He, he can't right. even, he can't even play the type of game that, you know, take, take New England out of it that Tom Brady likes to play, right? He, he's not going to do the, the 12 needle pricks. I, honestly, I don't think there's a quarterback who's been in the league less than 10 years that can do that because that takes a lot of experience and and poise to really be able yeah. to consistently do that and patience, by the way. I just think I just I think mean, instincts, he's, he's at his he's at his best when he's playing instinctually, right? Like you've all seen major league too, right? Like the catcher couldn't throw the ball to the pitcher, but if someone was stealing second, yep. okay, the guy threw a strike. Right. Yeah. Sometimes um, you think too much. Yeah. Right. There's been major leaguers like that. Chuck Knobloch of the Yankees had a problem with that. He couldn't. If it was a routine slow ground ball, he'd throw it into the third row. But if he had to dive for it, that dude was all over it, gunning it to first base. And that's actually been Allen's problem with the, the deep throws. Where okay, it is. He does have the time, and he does see the open guy. So therefore, that's when he gets in his head, and that's why he was missing some of those last year. He did hit two last night that went through dude's hands but again it's raining and it was they were very difficult yeah yeah i saw one, one he, by Brown, he one by yeah yeah the one on Diggs dropped that was that was a nice throw i actually saw that one um and but, it's like you know those things happen and, and that's when they started trying to go back to the run game and the run game was josh allen once again yeah um, i mean there were there were a then, few drops a few bad throws and i mean if you if you add the yeah. two together you're talking about like 10 right like there were four or five drops four or five bad throws and now you you know, now you you know you basically threw away 10 or 11 balls that should have been completions and, and that'll cost uh, you a game all Mahomes needs is two of those right like all right we, we, we got right. the field i'm going to score seven so that was a nice deep dive segment on the buffalo bills and the yeah. chiefs game but let's stay in new york and let's talk about Mr. Haywood's lovely Giants, which I'm looking at the box score, Mike, right now, and I see Daniel Jones, seven carries for 74 yards. So before we get into the, you know, the NFC lease, as we like to call it, um, Daniel Jones, seven carries, 74 yards. Can you kind of walk us through that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, I guess Garrett is trying to maximize Jones's uh, athleticism trying to leverage it as much as he can uh, to, to get first downs. Uh, that said, you know, Giants won. It's always good to beat the Washington football team. But it was more of a case of the Washington football team out-sucking the Giants, uh, to, just to be honest. Um, positives? Well, the defense, for the most part, stood on their head. Front seven did at least. Uh, the secondary is still a little hit or miss outside of Bradbury, who's having an all-pro caliber season, by the way. But the rest of the pieces are pretty much in and out. Uh, they're still trying to figure things out with the, with the reserves they have and second cornerback, nickel cornerback, and what what have you. Uh, the uh, Jones made some good throws when in like need-to-have-it situations. He dropped a dime to Slayton um, on the outside with uh, while he was getting – just obliterated by a pass rush. Um, he made a couple of crucial third down throws that were pretty tight window throws. Uh, he, he made some throws when he had to make them. 
Um, negatives? Oh, oh, sorry. One more thing. Um, Matt Pert. So the Giants uh, benched their rookie first round tackle for their rookie third round tackle uh, because Andrew Thomas missed a team meeting, apparently, or was late to a team meeting. So Matt Pert got the start and uh, they put Thomas back in after, I guess, giving him his, you know, his penalty. And uh, Thomas played OK. He gave up an inexcusable, uh, missed an inexcusable assignment on a run play. Backside run play, he didn't seal, and the backside defender just obliterated uh, whoever was carrying the ball. And Judge Judge pulled him and put Pert back in. Uh, and Pert played by all accounts, not just good, but just excellent. Uh, so it, the Giants could be in a situation where they have not one tackle, but two decent tackles going forward. Uh, could be in a situation where they end up moving Andrew Thomas to the right if uh, if, per, if Pert continues to shine on the left. Uh, so, uh, Offensive line, all, all in all, looking up. Negatives, Daniel Jones. Going into this week, coming out of this week, I'm still no more confident that Daniel Jones is a franchise quarterback. Uh, still the same mistakes. To kind of piggyback on the opposite of the the, the Josh Allen factor, uh, this kid just has no clock inside the pocket. It's almost as if someone has to tell him to move and use his athleticism when the time warrants. Holds on the ball way too long, almost like a robo QB, unfortunately. Um, and we still see these inexcusable red zone turnovers. Uh, so I'm really concerned about Daniel Jones and his progression or lack thereof. We're seeing a lot of the same mistakes. Uh, Jason Garrett, holy crap, it ain't looking good for him either. Uh, we're still seeing Evan Ingram getting used in button hooks over the middle. Uh, we're still seeing some questionable downfield, if you want to call them downfield route concepts. Uh, his his job is fairly perilous uh, this afternoon. Um, and yeah, and that's about it. Uh, all in all, glad they won, but uh, it doesn't feel like a win. Let me, see, let me see if I can squeeze a follow-up before DeWitt and Mike um, may have any follow-up questions on their end. But my follow-up to you, Mike, is... Should the Redskins have gone for two? Because uh, that's pretty much the polarizing topic, right, for that game. And I talked to some Washington fans, and they stated that that was the right move to do. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you what do you take watching the game? Oh, I, I like the I like the play call. Um, I mean, they, they don't call them Riverboat Run for nothing, right? I uh, if if you have to kind of think about it from a standpoint of okay, if we don't go for two, take the extra point here. Best case scenario, we get the ball first and we have to walk down the field again, right? With with Kyle Allen, who who, you know, moments earlier had just fumbled, uh, fumbled away what what could have been the go ahead score, right? Um, so it I I get the play call. Two yards to win the game. Like line up and go get it. I I, I don't doubt I don't I think the play call was correct. I get it. Okay. The, the rule generally is granted it's different this year because of the fan issue, but the rule generally is at home, kick the extra point, on the road, go for two. And that kind of fits here. Makes sense. Yes. Any other follow-ups for this game? I know it's not much to talk about with the NFC East, but... <laughs> <laughs> the Giants are somehow one game well, out of first place. Yeah, and, and, we'll, and we'll get to that in the preview of next week as far as what's to come in the NFC East. But if there's no follow-up for this game, uh, let's go ahead and move to... Let's see, where was this New England game at, DeWitt? Was it at... Was it New England? Yeah, it was in New England, right? And it'll be actually... 
Yeah, I was in Foxborough. Yeah, I was in Foxborough, and actually, we get to get uh, Hayward's take as well, kind of being in Denver. Um, so this game looks ugly to wit. I mean, you know, I had to <laughs> check the, the the ticker a couple of times. Wait a minute, the Pages are losing. Um, Drew Locke's back. Uh, Cam's back. So give us some insight. I see a bunch of field goals that were, that were kicked this game. So, like I said, just walk us yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, lot of field goals. Uh, we we could spend a lot of time adding those up, but um. If you told me before the game that Locke was going to go 10 of 24 <laughs> and throw two picks. I just um, saw that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I would say I would say New England wins this game fairly, fairly handily. But um, on the other side, Newton didn't play. I didn't play very well. I think Julian Edelman was probably the best quarterback on the field. <laughs> so I mean, uh, let's, let's, let's hold off there because Locke was I mean, he was he was kind of doing a little mad bomber thing. Everything was deep and he had. But two touchdowns and a, a pat like a, a, a bomb down to like a ten yard line that were all dropped. I mean, there pad there were passes there. There were points left on the board. Or, sure, or, uh, sure. Back, I, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, right? But 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 let me say this though, Karen, with a QBR of nineteen and a QB rating of thirty four. I mean, ugh. yeah, but he, again, he completed he had, ten passes, passes drops or not. <laughs> yeah. those, those three passes would basically raise. A, quarterback rating quote unquote like 50 points <laughs> just on those three alone but so i mean like it, it wasn't just he was just being like you know a, a dog shit qb out there but i mean yeah the way can keep going with it with the game i just i didn't want to interject there well right. yeah yeah i mean well 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 under 50 percent and they only trusted him to throw it 24 times um that's uh, in today's football is extremely low. Um, on the other side, not much more. Um, All right. Newton threw it 25 yeah. times, but well, a QBR of 20 times. and a QB rating of 51 to win. Yeah. I may add. <laughs> right, right. If you add their QBRs together, they don't equal a good QBR. Put it that way. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, add 20 and 19, you still get a really crappy QBR. Um, but it, it was. It was an ugly game where both teams decided they're just going to run the ball at each other. Um, Denver ran it 37 times to only 24 pass attempts. Um, New England, yeah, New England threw it 27 times, ran it 25 times, pretty much 50 50 there. But you know, even running teams throw it more than you know more than that ratio. Uh, so both teams just tried to outrun the other one, uh, and Denver came out on top, <laughs> barely, but they came out on top of that, of, of that despite both quarterbacks turning it over twice. It feels like, uncharacteristically, but it feels like Patriots kind of got, you know, caught with their pants down a little bit with those those deep balls. Like, they kind of creep up and try to stop the run, and then here he is, you know, lock going down the field, you know, just, again, mad bomber, and hit a few of them, but just kind of keeping that defense on their toes just enough to get those those field goals. Yeah, when you run the ball 37 times, that'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I, yeah. But, you know, uh, Lindsey, 23 carries, 101 yards. Freeman got another eight carries. So they they really set it up, right? They were setting it up yeah. to to do the play action or some shock plays over the top. Um, like Mike said, they hit a few of them, but they left points on the field. I guess at the end of the day, no one cares. They won the game. <laughs> but uh, right, right. And again, on New England's side of it, again, the defense is doing what the defense can do. They held them to three. Just about, you know, well, every time. Um, but um, the offense just has no no punch at all. They, there's no they're, – they're shooting a 22 out there. Um, you know, they're not shooting a 308 anymore. So is this a, is this a concern for Cam Newton going, going forward as far as the passing game or, or what? Like what would you say? 
Well, I, I think there always was a concern in that area. I mean, he, he doesn't know the system. <laughs> he, he has no offseason. Um, he hasn't played much football in general in the last couple of years. So I always thought going into this that the passing game was going to be hit or miss. I mean, sure, he'll hit a couple of he'll hit a couple of big ones. He, he did it a couple of weeks ago, but you're going to see a lot of inconsistency, a lot. I mean, next week he might come back and throw for 300 yards, and then another 120 the next week. You just really don't know at this point um, because because it's going to be very inconsistent. Yeah, that was a shocker there. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that lost in their survivor pool with picking the pages over the Broncos. Uh, How dare and, you? And, and you know, <laughs> went back to went back to the old plan, right? I mean. He's not he's not throwing the ball uh, nearly consistently enough. So they went back to just picking and packing with, you know, James White and um, a lot of that shorter stuff just to try to move the ball in those third down situations. But uh, again, 12 points is 12 points. It wasn't enough. Well, I was going to say the good bright spot is James White is back and he produced. But like you said, DeWitt, something has to give um, because you got the bills coming up eventually. So yeah, I, don't, gonna... I really don't think they have any options. They yeah. don't have any options. I mean, what are they going to do? You know, go back to Hoyer? They don't have to do anything else. They're not in that game. I mean, against San Francisco, maybe maybe dig some shit up. But uh, <laughs> against Buffalo, you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, there's a former QB that's probably smiling somewhere, so we'll keep it on you. Uh, your Bucks, I would say the least, uh, so probably surprised a lot of folks against their performance against the Packers, 38-10. Uh, Tampa winning the football game. Uh, Brady threw for two touchdowns. Gronkowski had a touchdown, 78 yards receiving. So is Gronk back? But uh, I'm sure you watched that game as well. I don't know if there's any take yeah. as far as on uh, Brady. Well, here, this alarming stat, guys. Aaron Rodgers finished the day with a QBR of 17 and a QB rating of 35. That's a lot. <laughs> I think Brady's QBR was 96. Yeah, I'm sorry. Brady's QBR, QB, QBR was 96 and his rating was 104. But, I mean, Rodgers, I can't remember last time he had a QB rating or QBR that low. They got pressure on him. And that's been the Achilles heel of Aaron Rodgers the last couple seasons in his old age is, you know, when he has time, he'll still slice and dice. When he doesn't, he has he has problems facing a pass rush. There's been... Numerous stats that have been flying around about that, about how how bad he's been the last few seasons against a legitimate pass rush, and so that that was the key for Tampa. I'm sure they talked about that all week. Um, do whatever you can to get pressure on the guy uh, and see what happens. And after that first drive where he was clean, um, and you know he marches him right down the field. After that, they started getting a lot of pressure on him, and uh, the mistakes started to happen. He threw you know that bad pick six on an outbreaking route, um, underthrew a couple other ones with the pass rush coming. Um, so that that's the game plan against Rodgers. Get get pressure in his face. I mean, one could Plus say the same. That's the game Brady. plan against both quarterbacks. Yeah, one, one I was just I was just getting that. One could say the same for Brady. I mean, the idea is get pressure in his face. If you let if you let a guy that's got 15, 20 years of experience and still you know any gas left in the tank, they're gonna they're gonna slice you and dice you. You got to get pressure on these old guys. Credit to, and, to and, Todd Bowles. He's doing a great job with uh, with that personnel in Tampa. Oh, incredible. Wasn't he a coach for and, the Jets, uh, Mike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, he was luckily fired. <laughs> they, they, they upgraded Adam Gase. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, Ryan, I might segue this for you. but Because, uh, I mean, when you talk about Tampa and yep. their absolutely horrifying defense just, just – destroying people on, on a weekly basis. And, you know, I'm not going to try to say this as a criticism per se, 
but you know, really helping Tom out, you know, putting him in favorable situations. And you, the other two defenses like that I've seen are Pittsburgh, which Ben similarly, he's, he has a really easy job and he's doing his really easy job. And Baltimore, uh, those three defenses are just destroying teams. And I'm sure you going on going on to the uh, Baltimore game for you. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree. With, I would agree with Mike. The defense uh, in Tampa has been stellar. Um, this game and um, some previous games, they get they get you know they get up some they get up a score, they get up two scores, and they can kind of dictate terms well, on. They will on fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. And they can dictate. Uh, the, only, the only the only the only absolutely furious. The only the only outlier was the Chargers game. Um, if you recall the Chargers game, Tampa was in a 17-point hole, and Brady dug him out of that. That's the week he was NFC Player of the Week. Well, they, 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 I mean, it, that started with the the fumble at the goal line, right? That helped, but yeah, all right, it helps. But they, you know, they were down 17 points. Um, so they, that was the only week where the offense really had to dig it out for the defense, and that was kind of the coming out party, if you remember, for uh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, for Herbert, that was kind of the coming out party when he had that success against uh, a defense like Tampa's. Yeah, and that's a kind of a perfect segue to Mike's point of talking Pittsburgh Ravens, which actually I, I'm actually excited to talk about the Ravens defense this past game against Philadelphia. So first of all, I went into this game really focused on Carson Wentz, right? Because he's been, you know, pretty much polarizing. Is he good? Is he bad? Has he regressed? You know, um, he always had that Nick Foles you know, um, tag on him as far as, you know, should they have kept Foles instead of him? So I really wanted to watch this game and see, okay, let me give, let me give my full evaluation on Wentz. And I'll at least say this. Um, if you look at the box score, first two quarters, all Baltimore, even going to the third quarter, I want to say the game was like 24 to six, I think inning. Yeah. Going to the fourth quarter. So pretty much, I mean, typical Ravens dominating on defense, still not really having the explosive plays on offense besides a Lamar Jackson run up the middle for 37 yards. But, you know, on Wentz's side, yes, he was making some throws that you kind of question, right, as far as, you know, the accuracy or or the decision-making. But, man, oh, man, this guy has no line. Um, his best receiver is Travis uh, Fulgham, who's actually legit, I will say. Miles Sanders led the team in rushing, but really was off of one run. Or a, I think it was like a reverse from what I remember for 74 yards. But the point of the point of the matter is I actually kind of um, watched that game feeling bad for Mr. Wentz. Um, and the Eagles scored 22 points on the Ravens fourth quarter. Ravens kind of let the foot off the gas and the Ravens offense, which I may add just are struggling with the run game. So they couldn't burn any clock. Yes. You want Lamar Jackson to continue to make big throws, but the bread and butter of the, of the offense for the Ravens is, is the run game and Dobbins, Edwards and Ingram combined for I don't know I think sixty yards, which is like not not getting it done. Um, so yeah, so I'm surprised the Ravens kind of squeezed this one out. Eagles failed at a two point conversion to tie the game at the end. Um, but I will say I there is a slight hope as far as in me for Mr. Wentz. I do think his team needs to get better for him to succeed. But anyway, that's that's my take of the game. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any follow ups to that. Yeah, Tra- Travis, Fulgham. Travis Fulgham is a second-year, sixth-round pick, and that's the best Carson Wentz is working with. I, it's really hard to judge a guy when that's that's what he's working with. Yeah, and let me and hey. let me let, let me add one last thing too. I forgot, um, Mike. Let me add one last thing. Uh, the twenty-two points the Philadelphia Eagles actually, um, you know, scored the fourth quarter. That spark came from Jalen Hurts. 
The minute they put Jalen Hurts in and they started running Wildcat, him playing receiver, him playing quarterback, believe it or not, it added a spark. So um, in the Philly media this week, they're now saying they're going to incorporate Jalen Hurts more into the offense. So I don't know how that's going to look for Wentz going forward, but I will say it did give them a spark, to say the least. I mean, it, it makes sense because that's the one thing. I mean, if you're facing a defense that is that dominant, you, having some rush that they've never seen before is really the only thing you're going to do to to try to get anything going. And, I mean, to the Wentz point, I agree and I disagree. I disagree to the point that, I mean, his feet are atrocious. So, like, he, he he's never going to get the ball out on time. He never, he never does. He never has. But, I mean, he does have a, the capability to make plays. What I'd like to say is Josh Allen is what people thought Carson Wentz was the last couple of years, and Carson Wentz is what people thought Josh Allen was the last couple of years. Kind of just that That's he never really learned how to play. He's got that playmaking ability. He is tough as hell. He can – the athleticism, the arm – and, and the guts are there, but you know there's just a, a there's just something missing that he they kind of glossed over when he had early some the early success he had, where he you know he had a lot of help around him, and he never really had that trial by fire, and now he's kind of learning on the fly without getting the benefit of the doubt that he used to have. Can I add one thing to but, that, Mike? Real quick, I was going to say it does need help. It does oh. need a lot of help though. Uh, if I could add one thing to that note you just said, this is the reason why people question why do we have QBR and QB rating, right? Carson Wentz QB rating was 84.7, right? His QBR was 40. <laughs> Quite a difference, huh? <laughs> well, there's, I mean, they're, they're two totally different method methodologies. Of course. Um, yeah, I, I mean, get that. It's just, yeah, the, the quarterback <laughs> rating could be 2000. It, it has nothing to do with the QBR. Yeah, but it, it was added for a reason, right? Because if you just look at QB rating as we did in the past, right? You was to say, oh, well, QB rating eighty four. Yeah, I awesome. think QBR, QBR on face value was added to take into account things other than passing, right? As a lot of quarterbacks in the league have transitioned to having a lot of success on the ground and so on, uh, QBR kind of you know tries to take that into account, tries to take some other factors into account to be, you know, what what they think is a is a more accurate picture of how a quarterback's game went. Yep. Well, yep. A QBR, like, it's more arbitrary. The, you know, you get a bump if your team wins, obviously, because you're the winning quarterback. Um, but, you know, certain things like, you know, dropped passes that are, you know, because QB rating is just a, a mathematical thing. Correct. You, know, you have your, your completions over attempts, and then touchdowns are kind of added in. You, there's a whole calculator for that. But, you know, QBR is just – it's almost like a grade, and I hate arbitrary grades, but it, at least there's something to it beyond just a certain company saying, uh, I, I grade him a 97. Is that a shot? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is, is that a shot at PFF, uh, Pro Football Focus, Mike? Yes, it definitely was. <laughs> yes. It definitely was. But yeah, Q, QBR is better than QB rating. Uh, I'll say that. It's not perfect. Yeah. Okay. But it's, okay. But it's better than but it's better than the rating system that's been around since like 1970, whatever, and it's just completely outdated garbage. Yeah. And last note too on the Ravens, I will say this: Lamar Jackson was throwing a lot of passes, you know, sidearm, which in a way, in a, which you appreciate if it's like a flat route, right? You know, or maybe let's say a quick, you know, out route. But this guy was throwing sidearm on a comeback route, like <laughs> in the pocket. So things like that are concerning for me. 
to see with Lamar Jackson. And I hope this bye week that's to come for the Ravens. Uh, you know, they'll hopefully continue to work not only on the run game, but even the passing game because they have Pittsburgh in two weeks. So still a lot of improvements Ooh. that are needed for <laughs> the Ravens. So uh, just, just a, a word on that, the sidearm thing, um, just coming from the very limited experience that I have throwing a football competitively, usually a guy does that, or, or I used to, um, when your accuracy on crossing routes is off, when you don't trust your accuracy on crossing routes. Um, a lot of the times you go to like a three-quarter or a sidearm, um, and it helps you place the ball better on slants or you know drags or you know those shallow routes um, over the middle. Mind you, I said sidearm to a comeback route. Think about that now. Yeah, that that makes no sense. Okay, <laughs> he makes no sense. Yeah, but all right. It's fun. Yeah, so uh, yeah, a lot of. I mean, it's funny. Ravens first time five and one in a long time, and the fan base right now is very concerned going forward. But hey, you know, it's the league that we're in uh, today. Um, speaking of the league, any other key callouts uh, for this week? Anyone wants to add any games? We the the, the Bears are still five and one. They beat the Panthers. You got the Lions. Yeah. Being the the sorry Jags, I guess. Uh, Dolphins twenty four zero. I'm sorry, they beat the Jets twenty four to zero with Tua. <laughs> Tua starting. Well, my, my my theme of the week is that the Tennessee Titans are tougher than your team. Yeah. Whatever your team is, that they're yeah. mentally, physically, and it's not because they beat the Texans. The way that they're just they're the way they're playing, the way they're overcoming shit that goes wrong. Uh, Two minute drills, two weeks in a row. They went 85 yards before halftime against Buffalo to basically rip their heart out by by halftime, and then they, they had touched on to AJ Brown at the end. Uh, regulation. It's just, and Derrick Henry's getting his flow back. I think they've been kind of holding him back a little bit because they want to save him more for the playoffs. The coaching is incredible. They're just nasty, and they're good everywhere. And yeah, shout out, shout out, to Mike, shout out to Mike Vrabel. Shout out to Mike Vrabel. Yeah. That guy, former, is, former. Like, Former linebacker for the Patriots. Okay. Um, so, so, so he's learned from the best. But be that as it may, I mean, this guy has got that team prepared each and every week for everything and anything. You know, and Tannehill's perfect for what they do. I mean, he really is. He really is. He's yeah. he's a big, strong guy that's that's in a lot of play action situations, and they're running the ball well. And you know, and and he's playing his part. And he's playing it really freaking well. Um, All right. Yeah. Then quote, then quote like me on this. Like, you, 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 Go ahead, do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, do it. I was going to say, like you watch, you watch one of their games, and they're in a tough situation, and you see Vrabel over there on that sideline. You almost just get that feeling that 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 he knows what to do. Yeah, certain things went wrong in that game with with Houston, where Deshaun Watson was doing his magic thing again, and then Taylor Juan left, so JJ Watt decided to fuck some people up for a while. But in the end, you know, Kowski missed a couple of field goals. Well, one was blocked, one was a miss. In the end. They still just they they put it away. It's they're impressive to watch. So Mike Karen disagrees with me on this note. I look at them as almost like the Ravens of last year, as far as just how they're just steamrolling a bunch of teams. But I think that they're going to fall short come playoffs. That's just my thought. I really do think they're going to be one of those teams, really hot first half of the season, starts to kind of you know go down quite a bit, leading to the playoffs. I'm really curious to see how this team is going to perform the tail end of the season. And yeah, the I mean that's that's a fair point considering last year. You know they fell they fell short last year um, with the same style. But at two points, number one, I think they're even better at what they do this year than what you know than last year. Um, they're, they're, they've refined what they do even more, um, building on last year. And number two, 
with with everything going kind of sideways with with this COVID season, you, you get the you know the Ravens almost losing to the Eagles and a lot of just crazy shit happening. I feel like their system and their style of play is is the most consistent, right? Well. There's, there's, well. It trap great, you know that that that's. You, I couldn't have said it better myself there. It travels well. They do something that has less variance than the other top teams, right? If if Buffalo or Kansas City, if things go sideways for them, it can go really sideways. I feel like the Titans have, um, you know, their system is just tighter for for variant swings. Yeah, that's they're just going to punch you in the mouth. It's you know, receivers. A.J. Brown is a man, and he's just, he's just going to fuck you up. Then bear, bear in mind, they still – down the stretch, they still play in the AFC South, right? So they got Jacksonville, Detroit, um, the Texans, and the Packers to finish the season out. So uh, I, I, them. I, good. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get, I get what you're saying, Brian, uh, Ryan, as well. Uh, but I also kind of want to balance that out with the fact that they do play in the AFC South. And, and yes, and to your point, Mike, to add to that, here's their wins so far: they beat the Broncos, sixteen to fourteen; they beat the Jaguars, thirty-three to thirty. They beat the Vikings. I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. no, But hear me out. They beat the Vikings. 31-30. They beat the Texans. 42-36. Their only blowout win was against the Bills, ironically, right? (laughs) 42-16. But if you look look at the other four games that they won, they barely won. So, and the teams are not nothing to brag about as far as Jacksonville, Vikings, and Texans. And even you could throw Broncos in there as well. So, still got a lot of games left. You know, they have the Colts coming up twice. They got the Ravens. They got Packers. Steelers. 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 Exactly. So the thing is that nobody's that bad except the Jets and the Giants and the whole NFC East. And nobody's that good where, like, you know, even Kansas City is like, things look a little weird there sometimes. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Mike, Mike, they, they all have their their issues. Mike, but that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But but if I told you this team has five wins and four of them are against Broncos, Jaguars, <coughs> Texans, and Vikings, without even naming who the team is, you might say, eh, they got still some teams that they got they need to play. Texans are one and five, but they're a they're a bitch to play. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. they're a better team without Bill O'Brien. That's for sure. <laughs> oh boy! Anything else you guys got on week six before we move on to week seven? Mike, you watch a lot of tape, Kern. Any other call-outs? I'll just say, just to put a a stamp on what we were saying, I'll trust the team that knows how to win three-point games over the team that only knows how to win 20-point games. Fair point. I agree. I agree. Fair point. Good point. So, Mr. Kern, uh, I'll finish off with you for week six. I think think we got everything for week six pretty much. Oh, holy. Holy, holy cowboys. Okay, uh, that, okay. Yeah, there you go. That's the, that's the way to end oh, it. Oh, yeah, very <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Well, <laughs> I think that's a perfect segue to week seven, Mike, because holy cowboys, who are still sitting in first place at, was it two and five now? Right? Two and five or two and four? Where are the cowboys? Two and four, two yep. and five? Two and, two and four. Okay, so... Thursday night football, we have the one and five Giants and the one and four and one Eagles, which will decide first place momentarily <laughs> this upcoming Thursday. So, um, what's your take on that game, uh, Mike? Um, I'll say. Uh, so first, I'll say uh, I'll piggyback on on my on my uh, my weekly betting call last week since I hit 
that doesn't normally happen. But I did hit, um, and Philadelphia was able to come uh, and beat the spread against Baltimore, albeit it took you know all you know all sixty minutes for them to come back and do it. But they did do it. I have to give going into the Giants game, I have to give Philly a lot of credit here, uh, Peterson, uh, namely, like they were getting blown out by Baltimore, and it almost seemed like in a light switch they were you know, going for a two-point conversion to tie the game um, you know, against a very talented Baltimore defense uh, and, and a, a, a roster, a Philadelphia roster, that just has nothing up front, can't block into Wentz was just getting his, his, his clock clean for like 60 minutes last week. Uh, so I, I got to give this team credit. Um, and they're not down and out. They're not out until they're out, until the game is over. Uh, they, they're maximizing their little – their little six-round draft pick, undrafted free agent players they have. Um, that said, the uh, the Giants, the Giants Eagles line, I think right now is at uh, it's down to four. It opened at like six. Yep, um, it's minus four for, Philly. Yep. For, yeah, minus four Philly. So I I took the Giants on Monday. Uh, Monday, Monday. I took the Giants at like six, at minus six, and I think they're going to cover that. Um, Mike, we're still we're you know we're still in a you know in a pick'em here weekly. You don't want to give away your secrets. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't can't give away all my secrets, right? Don't worry, my creepy. confidence points will stay the same. <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that the Giants are healthier, especially on both sides of the of the of the trenches. Healthier D line, healthier O line. I'll typically side with that. Um, I think it's going to be an ugly game either way. I think the Giants uh, can win this outright, so long as Daniel Jones doesn't have senseless turnovers, which knock on wood. Um, but aside from that, if the game is clo- if the Giants can't really put a stamp on them and really impose their will by like mid third quarter, uh, early fourth quarter, uh, then I worry. Just because Peterson has proven that that his adjustments have uh, have made a huge difference on how that on how that Philly team plays. Can I ask him real quick, Mike? Have you ever witnessed a game? Or this is for anyone. Have you ever have you, have you guys ever witnessed a matchup where winner takes first place, or at least tied? Loser pretty much it results in a casket match. Like they're just buried <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm serious, right? If, if if the Giants lose this game, I mean, can you? I mean, I I know it's wrong when you say it's over. The next NFC East matchup. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> it yeah, I'll, I'll flip it. If if the Eagles lose this game. I don't think like, they may not be done. I mean, well, no, yeah. Well, to your point, if the Eagles win, and I think who plays else? In the, I think it's what it's the Cowboys and Redskins, right? Cowboys and yep. And yep. if and if Washington beats the Cowboys, holy crap! Is the division's going to even look even more like worse yep. than? And that and that could happen. I, I I looked at that today, and I couldn't believe that Washington was playing Dallas. My initial thought was like, "Oh, Dallas should win that, and they should be for first place after this week easily." But then I thought about that Cardinals game. I'm like, "Well, wait a minute, they look bad. Like, <laughs> regardless of all the weapons they have, they look like crap." Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, it, that the that four uh, two, the four and two Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> your four and two yeah. Arizona Cardinals. And by the way, yeah. on the Washington Dallas game, Washington uh, line is minus one Dallas, and Washington's home. So that tells you something yeah. right there. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. Guess the worst division in the history of football. Period. Can we move on to happy thoughts? <laughs> did, we, did, did we lose Ryan? Well, we, I think we did. I think we did lose Ryan. Um, um, what, 
No, no, no. I'm here. No, no, I'm here. I'm, okay. I'm here. I just put myself on mute. I was going to say, um, at least, I have to share this stat at least. Mathematically, the Red, oh, Redskins, Washington can actually win a division four and twelve. It can. It's possible mathematically for them to win the division <laughs> four and twelve. Someone posted it on Twitter, which is insane. But um, no, let's just keep moving on. To your point, happy thoughts, DeWitt. But let's just try to skim over some matchups real quick. So, uh, Mike Karen. Yeah, um, that's some good ones. Well, good well, 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 I was going to say, Mike, well, 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 I was going to say real quick, Mike Karen, can, is there any quick takes on the Bills, Jess, or can we just move along? <laughs> Bump buster. They're the biggest, nastiest bump buster in the league All right. well, that I've ever seen. Well, at least for fun. Do you want to guess the line at least? Do you, you know the line for Buffalo, New York? I, I do know the line. I mean, I see it as at, at 13. Wow. And that's, <laughs> that's insane for a team that can't stop a nosebleed. But Yeah, hey, Buffalo's going to cover it too. Oh, yeah. They're, they're pissed. <laughs> All right. Get their doors blown off against New England. It's going to be hilarious. All right. Well, to your point, let's move on to a much more interesting matchup. Patriots 49ers to it. Jimmy G going back to Foxborough. Yeah. I Honestly, I don't know what to expect because both teams are so damn inconsistent. Like, you know, uh, we, we've seen New England compete in games where I didn't think they were going to be able to compete um, the Chiefs game. Um, and then they go and they lose to the Broncos, um, you know, when Locke's not playing very well. So, like, you know, they're very inconsistent, and the 49ers are probably even beat them in that area as far as just you don't know what to expect from a week-to-week basis. You know, the 49ers are one of those teams. It wouldn't surprise me if they beat anyone. It wouldn't surprise me if they lost to anyone at this point just because of the inconsistency they have under center. So, I mean, you guys tell me. I mean, who's going to win that game? I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. Well, the line is minus two point five New England. In case you guys want to know the line, so I got the pass. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if it was a ten point game either way. Don't you think BB will sch- will scheme perfectly for Mister uh, Garoppolo? I mean, there's that theory that you know maybe he has. You know, more and there's also a theory Kyle others. Shanahan's going to have something for that. Right. The, the, what what kind of, what they do is, is there's no secret either. It's you know their their run game is highly effective typically and not that complicated. But you know, it could. Right, and with, I, I, I I'm with the win. I have no idea what's going to happen that game. No, no idea. <laughs> yeah, if, if New England wins that game by twenty, I'm going to be like, hmm, that's something, right? I mean, yeah, anything's possible. It could be a blowout either way. It yeah. could. It could. It really could. You just don't know with both sides the inconsistency under center, right? Um, it's it's who outruns who again. Uh, both teams are hanging their hat this year on the running game. New England's not doing anything tricky. I mean, they're they're going to give the ball to Damian Harris twenty times or something something like that and throw a bunch of short passes to James White. I, that that's what they're going to do. Um, so it's it's really it's really tough to tell to tell in that game. You know which, which one of them is going to come out on top in the end. It's it's in New England. I guess that gives them a little bit of an edge, hence the line. Travel. Uh, you know, traveling cross country. I, I, you know, so I guess that plays when you're looking at a line. Um, but again, to, to Mike's point, with these two teams, who the hell knows? What about Chiefs Broncos, Hayward? Uh, Chiefs are going into Denver, Colorado. Um, 
to 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 blow somebody the, the f out. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> um, and not much to say about that. I don't see Kansas City struggling with uh, with Denver, especially considering how Denver's offense has been. It'll it would take uh, several Mahomes turnovers for Denver to have a chance. Denver just needs help. Uh, they need Casey to help them out. I don't I don't see it happening. All right. Fair point. Uh, now we want to talk about some interesting matchups. I know Mike Karen said it earlier, Steelers, Titans. Uh, Mike, I'll let you talk about that game. You got Big Ben, Tannehill, 5-0 and teams. So when something has to give, who you got? Nothing would surprise me this game either. Necessarily. I, I think the Titans are better. I think that Steelers defense is a fucking nightmare for anybody. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if they just shut Tennessee down for a bit and, and give Pittsburgh enough possessions to get you know distribute the ball to whether it be claypool or deontay johnson's healthy or, or washington you know it's it's gonna be a good game i expect a good game i we'll see who comes out on top but they're both yeah, physical I'm, teams they're both yeah, super physical I, throwback kind of football teams it's gonna be a fun game to watch to be honest i'm definitely pissed off that you know i don't like the stream game so i might have to break my streak this week because we're going to be stuck watching Bills and Jets at 1 o'clock, and I, that's not the game I want to watch. You don't like the stream games? No, I just throw on the TV and we just kind of would you know. Lord, this is baby yeah. boomer logic. Cut the cut the hey. damn cord already, all right? Oh, my neighbor tried that on Sunday. <laughs> I almost killed her. Literally cut my cord. <laughs> Did we lose Ryan again? No, I'm here. No, I said uh, he still has a 720p TV, uh, Mike. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Well, maybe if watching, I'm watching football like a caveman. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, hey, he has a new. Well, he has. Well, his new TV is his iPhone, apparently now, right, Mike? Your Pro Max. That's big enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better quality than your TV. I know that for sure. <laughs> Better picture quality. Um. Okay, maybe I'm a biased Ravens fan, but I still feel like the Steelers haven't. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, st- <laughs> I still don't think. I still don't think they have beaten anyone. They beat the Giants, Broncos, Texans, Eagles, Browns. I mean, Browns was on paper their best like win. So I still. Man, you can say that for a lot of teams because there's a lot of shit teams out there. But <laughs> again, nobody's that bad unless you're playing in New York. Okay. And it, it's. Yeah. Again, like you know, Houston's one and five. They're they're a feisty one and five. Broncos are two and three. But we just saw last week they're they're kind of feisty at times. They have a, a, a good roster. I mean, when they're healthy, they're not really healthy. Um, there's, I mean, well, let me say this: Ravens finished. The, the, who, the who you beat thing is is, is tough. It's a yeah, tough but AFC North is also playing the NFC East this year too, so you got to factor that in as well. But. Um, Buc- and Buc- the Steelers and the Ravens are about the same team, give or take. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting two weeks from now. But like I said, off this week, Ryan. Yeah, yep, yep. That's why we're going to. Yeah, that's why we're going to move from that game to a nice Monday night football matchup. We have uh, Bears and Rams. Uh, LA's favorite. Um, let's see, what's that? Minus. Oh, yeah, minus five and a half. LA. Shows um, you how much respect the Bears are getting these days. <laughs> I know, five really. one. <laughs> So this, this this sounds like the fraud fraud bowl fraud <laughs> versus fraud 2.0. I, I don't I don't believe in either one of these either one of these teams. Uh, so yeah, 
Yeah, combined yeah. nine and three, and I don't really like either of them. Yeah, me either. All right. Well, shoot, that was quick. Uh, Dewitt, then Bucks, Raiders. Uh, golf. Oh, okay, Mike. So you had something on golf, real quick. You had a quick take on golf. Well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, that they're not. I I have been impressed by golf this year. I, I feel like he's taking another step in, in his uh, maturation. Really? All in all, it's still not something that. Um, I'd be willing to really spend a lot of time watching. Hmm. Better, better watching him than Minshew. Well, he makes How a good point on golf. Golf right now. Is, <laughs> that's funny. Golf right now, sixty-seven percent uh, completion rating, ten TDs, four picks. But his average per you know per throw, eight point three. That's pretty low. Um, or if I'm way off, but that seems kind of low to me. Uh, let me see well, Minshew. Well, yeah, I mean, if that's if it's it's an average number if you're talking about yards per completion. Yeah, yard, yeah, yeah. And well, I'm curious now. I got to see Minshew's five point five. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's 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 seven. It's seven. I read the last game. It's seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Still, still pretty bad, but <laughs> we were where you have running backs competing with their He's yards fine. per game. <laughs> okay. Um. Anything else? Any other call-outs, guys? Uh, you got Panthers, Saints. We didn't talk about that. You got the Browns, Bengals, Lions, Falcons, uh, Seahawks, Cardinals. That, that'll be a lot of even game. matchups this week. Yeah, that'll be an interesting game. And even even the Bucks game, Ryan, um, they're playing um, away um, at the Raiders at Las Vegas. That could be a, a game that's closer um, than some people oh, might bye. think. In fact, Alpha buy, right. The line is Tampa Bay minus three. Yeah, so minus that, that figures yeah. to be a tight game. Yeah. And the Raiders, are, I think, are another team that one minute they look good, next minute you're like, all right, they're not good. So uh. <laughs> Right, right. But but Derek, Derek Carr is kind of on a little bit of a roll here. He's had back-to-back really strong games, and they're off of a buy at home. Um, you know, that's that's a tough matchup for Tampa uh, coming off of just playing this past Sunday. Yeah, I would have never thought drafting Derek Carr late in my fantasy football draft or team, whatever, that he would have weeks where he scored more than Lamar Jackson. So it's kind of funny uh, now looking back and seeing that. So, yeah, he's been having a good year. He's actually – I see him on some MVP uh, lists already, which is quite interesting. But uh, <laughs> Also, you know, a good matchup to watch in that game. I mean, obviously their, their best weapon on offense uh, in Vegas is that you know, Darren Waller, the tight end. Uh the matchup between him and those athletic freak linebackers that Tampa has, that's going to be interesting to watch. Yep. For, for, former Raven, I may add, Darren Waller, just so you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, Chargers, Jags, anyone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll, be, it'll be nice watching Herbert again. Herbert, okay. Yeah. Everyone loves yeah. Herbert. He's like the... He's like the golden boy right now. Everyone loves Herbert right now. Interesting. You know, you know every, everybody does, and it's gone so far that, like, in my news feed today, I saw an article whose title was Justin Herbert, contender for league MVP, question mark. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's, okay. Yeah, that's some clickbait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, okay. like, it's just I, I'm, waiting for the, I'm waiting for teams to kind of adjust, and then how does he handle that? Because I know, I know there's Oregon Justin Herbert in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't think he's, I, I'm not convinced he's dead yet. So I, I'm curious to see how that happens because every your 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 career doesn't start until you eat some shit. That's so, true. That's true. 
talked about that a lot with a lot of guys that have a lot of early success. So I think Mike's, Mike's absolutely correct. Everything is going his way right now. You know, we're going to have to see what happens when it doesn't go his way. And, and, and I think, you know, Burrow's you know, eating shit right now too, by the way. So right, right. Good. It's a good thing. And, and kind of segueing with these, with the rookie quarterback theme, um, Tua gets his first start this week. That's right. Yep. yep the Tua era I'll begins. Be, I'll be all over that. So Finn's 2020. You know you're curious, Mike. You know you're curious. <laughs> well, guys, we oh, yeah, we are at that. Uh, we're at the time now. We you know we're running out of time, and before we close out, any final thoughts from anyone um, before we close this? Well, I just just had to think back that the Miami plays next week, right? They're off this week. Miami uh, yeah, has yeah, a bye. Yeah, yep, they have a bye. Yeah, yep. yeah okay. So, right. so two starts after the bye. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess perfect right. setting for him to get ready. Um, but yeah, but uh, just real quick, uh, please subscribe to this podcast if you want to catch all the latest episodes uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much all of the podcast outlets. And you can follow the podcast on social media at Deep Dive Report on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, and go ahead, Mr. Curran, uh, give out your Twitter handle. My yeah, favorite part. My, after my week-long uh, Twitter suspension, I'm at underscore Mickey Dickey. Um, apparently, Facebook doesn't like when I, I refer to what our aspiring vice president might sexually assault our, our Bill of Rights, so uh, I had to eat a week for that, but I'm back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hayward? At law, at law grad Mike. Do it. Uh, at all, uh, alternative football three sixty five. All right, sounds good. Should be a fun upcoming week. Uh, your Giants are first, Mike. So hopefully they'll start things on a good note. So. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Good talk to you guys. See you guys next week. Later.